Welcome back to another episode of the CQ Podcast. I'm your host, M94. And I am a fat man. Today is going to be an interesting topic because uh, it's a bit more personal. Definitely not political. So It's going to be real personal. <laughs> <laughs> Very personal. Okay, fat man, what do you got? Okay, so uh, I'm going to talk about something that I'm going through and I'm still going through. Uh, I'm going to talk about porn addiction. I know it's kind of a... Not spoken about. I I haven't spoken about enough. Uh, yeah, I don't. I haven't heard about any anyone's personal experience on it. Uh, but rather, I saw a YouTube video about a person uh, who talked about it. So this is gonna be my journey, my journey through uh, my porn addiction. Uh, first, I want to just say that uh, there are lots of people who think porn addiction is not a problem, but I think uh, it, is. it is a problem. Like, is a problem. Porn addiction, addiction is a problem because. Uh, do you think porn is a problem? That's a conversation for later. Okay. But porn addiction <laughs> is a problem. Okay. Yeah, uh, because uh, anything that overstimulates your mind and produces dopamine, and when you're craving it uh, to a point, uh, when it changes your mind chemically. Right. So okay. uh, any sort of addictions that even so porn, they have said that porn changes your knowledge. Yeah, changes your mind uh, chemically. So that's just, I want to say that porn addiction is a problem. Uh, the second thing that I want to say, we might laugh or joke about it. Like, right, we already started joking about it. Uh, but it, 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 but in no way it uh, uh, diminishes the seriousness of this topic because it is a serious problem. Uh, because I can say, because I have gone through it and I'm still going through it. Uh, Anyway, this is not going to be a resource on how you can overcome uh, porn addictions rather than it's just my personal take and what I feel about it and what, what's my journey. But So I'm going to like talk about pretty explicitly what I'm going to go through, what I went through and I'm still going through. That's something we can actually look into, like resources on yeah, health and stuff like that. Yeah. I, we, I, found, I found a few links about it. Uh, we'll put it on the description. Yeah. Uh, many if you are interested, you can actually check it out. Uh, so, like I said, I'm still fighting this, uh, and I'm, sometimes I fail, but I'm still continuing to fight this. Uh, so, I'm gonna like touch on like like how it started. Uh, so, my first porn encounter was when I was 12 years old. Yeah, that's super. Yeah, I was grade seven. So, it was me and my friend. I don't tell who this friend is. Uh, we went on a cafe and we. It was pretty, we were like kids, so we didn't know, uh, people, people, I think my parents are under the impressions that he took me, but it's actually, I took him mm-hmm. and went, so he, I initiated. Why, why did you do that? I don't know, maybe of curiousness, maybe this thing. Did you hear about it somewhere? Why, what did you do? I can't, uh, I can't say why I wanted to go this thing, but I didn't know what to search for. Right. I just, uh, searched for nude girls and I saw pictures of women taking off their clothes. That's basically what I saw. That's my first thing. But when it really started kicking in, like, like when I started watching porn, like people having sex, uh, if you videos of it, was uh, was in grade 9. So it was 13, 14. The, which is pretty... 
pretty okay <laughs> what is okay yeah, i know it's never it's never okay but yeah, i'm sorry it's wrong for 14 like this day yeah okay but yeah it's nothing okay about it yeah. uh so after when i uh, when i went to uh when i when i was like in grade 9 like 14 uh that's really when i like seriously got into like uh, watching it and enjoying it then So yeah so after grade 9 when it started become regular so it was like uh, it was a continuous fight because i knew it was wrong and never never conscious thing because i professed myself as a christian but i knew it was wrong so but i told you that it was wrong my faith told me it was wrong uh, and uh, so i was continuing fighting with it uh, my friends helped me my co- my other, like my have a leader who helped me like about the study leader who helped me and uh, stuff like that but uh, I was still continuing it but I never acknowledged it as an addiction uh, I thought this is something that I struggle with for the rest of my life uh, it's not an addiction uh, it's like it doesn't affect uh, me in a neg- negative way yeah, yeah it's just like lying it's something that I do right did you feel like you were in control of things when I was but in when i look back no but when i was going through it i was thinking i was in control of things yeah. because yeah yeah uh but when i started realizing that this is an issue was actually like 10 years later was today uh, not today this year this year so the pandemic hit me really hard because uh my parents are not here i'm just alone with my uh, brother in this huge three story house it's kind of huge yeah like we are like having a, like a really hard time maintaining it uh history house uh it's uh, and uh, i just cut off all communications like my parents like my mom like i don't like i talk to her like twice or in one month or like stuff like that and my mom was like seriously scared what's what's wrong with her like, she actually called me one point i picked up and she started crying uh she didn't know that this wasn't problem uh, uh so it was like really bad so just me and my brother so so i just in my room like in my room alone uh, this like this thing and I cut off all ties i didn't have any communication with any friends i just permanently put my uh, phone on do not disturb i gave an excuse saying i have i have work to do i don't want to disturb i put it on do not disturb uh and stuff like that and it was really crazy you know, when i look back at it i don't know it was uh then i i had to do my uh, a professional level qualification i didn't do that i was like lying to my parents saying that i uh, know pandemic it's not going to happen uh then uh, my father apparently had it like he said because uh, i'm still uh, unemployed at that time i was still unemployed and still under the provisions of my parents because they they put a roof on my head and I should uh I should listen to them I mean I'm still under the provisions of my parents uh so what uh, what they so my father gave me an ultimatum uh because since I was supposed to do his uh, professional qualification uh, he gave me an ultimatum okay you have two weeks you do the exam if you don't pass you get out of house basically that that's it so now you understand it really affected you on day to day basis on a day to day basis yeah. uh so then uh, then I went on google and i typed uh, symptoms of porn addiction uh, so basically all this time i was locking and i was watching porn it's just like i wake up 
uh, I watch porn. Uh, not it's just not for like satisfaction. I don't get an orgasm or anything like that. I just want to watch more. Right. Uh, it's just I want to watch more. I want to watch porn. I want to watch porn. I'm bored. I watch porn. I am hungry. I watch porn. I'm this thing. Uh, I have enough of watching anime. I want to watch porn. Uh, so it was really bad. Like I was like in the porn. Like I want to say about the like how you will, how how slowly you'll decrease. How slowly you are desensitized to stuff. I'll explain that later. Uh, so, so this year, so, and I had to confess because I thought like uh, my parents are gonna kick me out of my house. Uh, so I confessed. Uh, then, then only I realized that I have an addiction problem. Uh, I realized that uh, I have a problem with porn, and porn has fundamentally changed chemically in my mind. And it is an issue in my life. Uh, uh, that's when I realized. Uh, uh, yeah, so like when I realized it, so I had so me. Uh, if I want to say something serious to my to my parents, I don't talk to them. I write them something. So I wrote a letter to my parents, like I, I wrote an email. Some people make fun of it, like especially our friends make fun of it. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool though. Yeah. yeah so it's a communication whatever yeah. works. Yeah. So because I it's, I could be explicit as possible uh, to my dad, so I was explicit as possible. I can keep it. I have a problem with porn and addicted to porn. Uh, yeah, but they showed grace on me and uh, they gave me another month to prepare for my exams. And I got through my exams. Uh, I'm still uh, fighting, struggling with it. it I, I don't think I, I won't say I won't say that I'm cured of it, but I'm still fighting it. Uh, now I'm gonna say uh, like just to so my personal after effects of watching porn. Okay, one uh, one thing I realize is the more you watch it, uh, the more you're desensitized to to viral porn. So viral porn, when I say it's just two people having sex, right? Right. yeah, uh, it's the like your first encounter when you type porn. That's what you kind of get, right? Uh, but the more, so the more desensitized you get, uh, you won't get that much excited the next time that you want, want to watch. So it's very like, fast. Almost like any drug. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it's like not even consumption, like a drug, I think you consume more. This is like, uh, you, even you consume the same thing again and again, it won't give you the same right. uh, satisfaction or same, uh, I would say orgasm, that's what I'm saying, or release, like right. that. Your brain, your you, your uh, brain getting flooded with dopamine and serotonin levels that it won't be very uh, satis- satisfactory. Okay, so what you tend to do is uh, you go to more, more, more hardcore stuff. Okay, uh, I have uh, so I'm going to be pretty explicit right now. Uh, you go, you crave more extreme and kinky stuff. Okay, uh, personally, uh, I had. Shemir porn. I was into Shemir porn. Uh, that was it's weird when I now think about it. It's like crazy. It's a man with a <laughs> with a breast implant. Basically, that's what Shemir porn is. Uh, no, no, it's not a girl with a. Oh, yeah. It's a man with a. It's like it's weird. Like how like feminine they look. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So and. Uh, and then the female porn, and then you. I don't want. I don't know whether I want to say it or not. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
now the thing is uh, uh this thing i don't know i had a thing because uh, i read i read an, okay you know what's a doshin doshin is something it's uh fan it's manga but it's very known this thing oh, yeah. and there was a pissing fetish okay and i was really turned on by it it's like crazy And then it's okay. okay. <laughs> so it was really weird, like the stuff that you stuff that your mind, yeah, you, you go down to this thing, kinky stuffs are like you like. I was never into BDSM because I thought BDSM was weird, but I was like very into weird kinky stuff. Okay, ah, uh, and one of the personal effects that I think is like the more that you object, like literally objectify women. Okay, I found a subreddit list. That uh, okay, people who don't know what subreddit is, the basically a community of people that share stuff, and subreddit nudity is allowed, consent to nudity is allowed. So basically, I found a like a subreddit list of basically they break break down uh, the female body part. Like for example, let's say okay, uh, your female genitalia. Okay, there is two types of stuff. One is saying any and outy. Okay, in is how we are uh, talking anatomically. Yeah. Anatomically, yeah. So they like they like so that's the and like and I found a list and I was like and so far and they have ass. Okay, then they have uh how, like how like how big the breast is, like uh, what color ethnicity they break it down by ethnicity. Uh, they like that's a forum of separate where you if you have a particular king you can go ask and people will help you find it. Literal breaking down of the yeah, so they actually objectify women like to a point, and it's like crazy. And women, it's pretty concerned. It like I think Reddit. Uh, I don't know on the in and outs of Reddit, but I what what from what I see, it's pretty concerned stuff. I don't know. Okay, okay? Uh, so it's like 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 that's like yeah, you start to objectify women to a point of literally. Like thinking of them as objects, like you okay, you are turned down by a particular aspect of a woman. You like maybe uh, you like big boobs, big breasts. Uh, that means you can literally go find. You are turned on by elder women. You can literally go find by thirty find this thing. Uh, you are turned on by uh, girls who look like teenagers, who are eighteen but uh, obvious giant points illegal in. Uh, I think so. It's that stuff like that. So uh, by sexual positions, like if your particular positions that that you like, you can find stuff like this. So like, and that's what literally happens. So the more you crave, the more depraved that you become, and you crave the most Tendition. outlandish, most weird. Now when I think about it, I'm actually disgusted by myself. Uh, outlandish stuff that you crave. Uh, so that's like one of the uh, three uh, artifacts that I found uh, that affected me, and I'm really disgusted by it. Uh, damages, of course, uh, I don't talk about it's my artifacts or what are the damages in my life. Uh, you view women as objects of for your pleasure only. You don't view them as fellow human being. Uh, what you see is actually not real sex. I think, uh, like it's actors, yeah, yeah. Like I think we had a conversation about this. Like in uh, movies, you see superheroes, and that doesn't mean superheroes are real. 
the same thing. Be you, they might be screaming in pleasure and saying, "Give it to me, give it to me more." But it's just a performance, right? Uh, I mean, I, one of the reasons that like I don't have a, a active sex life, but uh, this uh, this uh, this uh, the person who told me, uh, uh, continuing addiction can harm actual sex life. You can act. You might not find pleasure in your own wife, right. okay? And trying to recreating those. So what you're imagining in imagine your head. Imagine and trying to recreate what you saw in porn in your bed. Uh, you might actually end up raping your partner because rape is <laughs> without consent. You are doing something. So basically, even if it's without consent, even if you're married to that person, you can actually end up raping. Uh, Listen, and people talk about rape fantasies, but I don't know. I don't know, right? Uh, so overcoming and fighting it. So I talked a lot, of, a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, self-realization. I think that helped me a lot. I think when I actually come in, I okay, I have a problem with porn. Uh, then only I realized, okay, then it's it's a step that I have to take. You need to like think of this. There are good resources outside that. Uh, there's a quiz like if you say yes to more than the, yes more than twice for the ten questions that you have. And those things. Yeah, we add those. We add those links. Anything that means you have a problem with porn. You have a porn addiction. So self realization is the first step. Uh, uh, second, talk to a confidant. Like I talked with M94 about it. We, we had a, need a no judgment space. Yeah, no judgment space, right? And better if you have a thera- if you have a therapist, go talk to you about the therapist. I think uh, I wanted to go to therapy, but it never worked out so far. But it's still in my mind that I still have to go to therapy. Uh, so I want to talk about a Christian aspect, uh, a Christian realization that I had. So when I told my parents that. Uh, uh, that I have a problem with this and I was fighting with this and that's why I've been cutting out communications with everyone. Uh, what I found was a response of grace, a response outpouring of love from them. Uh, I was never judged. I was never uh, ridiculed or I was never pushed aside. They still love me as as their kid. Uh, they have self-sacrificed a lot and they will, they will still sacrifice a lot for me. Uh, so what I what I from that what I realized is how my faith. So I'm a Christian. So how Jesus's grace is on my life. Right. So so I saw Jesus's grace through my parents. How they showed love to me, and that's like uh, on the next episode we'll talk about our faith more. So you you get you all get the explanation of yeah. but that's a preview sneak peek. Yeah. So, uh, so next episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that, that's pretty much that I want to talk about. Uh, guys, I know like lots of, I think most of the guys, I think women also struggle with porn right now uh, because it's, because uh, porn have best. It's another pandemic, literally. Yeah. Literally, it's another pandemic because uh, porn have best female oriented porn also. Uh, so, it's another musical. We learned in this story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so everyone struggles with it. I think most men struggle with it. Uh, I am putting this out there, very personal stuff uh, out there. I'm hopefully, hopefully I, I, what I spoke about helped y'all. Uh, 
and what sort of depravity if you're on the verges of uh, just getting into porn or like traveling in porn i think be very careful i think uh, it's it's a downward spiral that will you you start affecting your relationship with your friends uh, you like you can't like look at like uh, like look at your female friend and say and you just start objectifying in your head that's just like messed up yeah uh, so it's really really dark it's horrible like it's it's like that's the thing the, like i said the more you are desensitized to it the more extreme stuff that you go to and those those stuff i don't think your partner would be comfortable enough to do it it's just not normal what you see it's just not normal what you see yeah yeah uh, so that's that's all that i'm going to uh, speak about yeah a lot of personal stuff out there and oh, there hopefully it was helpful for all uh yeah we we are trying to create this space of like being non-judgmental because it's a problem and it's something it's not talked about enough and it's obviously a taboo subject not enough education not enough awareness and these are topics that we are kind of interested because of the amount of uh, tabooness that it holds in like we don't talk about enough um and it's a lot of personal things as well so it's hard for anyone to come out and say uh I talked about things. Yeah, I watch female porn. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not going to go down too well. But yeah, it's the level of uh controversial topics that we actually want to talk about and like try and get these out cuz we believe the message is important. Uh and it has to be out there and we have to start talking about these things. Yeah, when you normalize it then you can uh when then you can start fixing it. Yeah. Uh, even with addiction, I guess normalization is not not normalization <laughs> in the sense make people aware of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you can start fixing it. Yeah. No, it's never going to be normal. It's never going. Because with porn addiction, in in any case of addiction, there has to be that acknowledgement of something's wrong that has to take place in order for you to start correcting yourself in ways. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty great stuff. Okay, much more cheerier note. I have something cool in line. Uh, okay, why it is? Okay, this is my Christmas theme, I guess. So why is Santa Claus red? Simple question. Like, why is he wearing red? Like, how did red? Because it's a merry color. Merry color. Yeah. What? What? What are your general ideas when you see a Santa Claus? You describe him. Red, white. Yeah, this jolly fellow. Jolly fellow. Yeah. Uh, white beard. Yeah. Beard, always fat. Yeah, like this. Likes cookies apparently. And, and cookies, yeah, yeah. As as reindeer. Yeah. And then apparently. Climbs down your chimney. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how that works. It's really not because we don't. We don't do chimneys. Yeah. And then. No, some houses do have chimneys. Yeah, like cold. Yeah. yeah. I think they have a central. Uh, lives apparently lives in North Pole. Yeah, that's the whole lot of nonsense about the Santa Claus. <laughs> the one. <laughs> The origins of Santa Claus is so much more nicer than some weird old man living in the North Pole. Uh, so Saint Nicholas was a really, really cool person. Please look him up. He was a fantastic human being. He literally worked for the poor. He uh, uh, lived in. Uh, he was a priest, literally. Okay. 
who lived in uh, modern terms uh, somewhere in Turkey, somewhere in the middle of Turkey. So a town called Myra. So he was a priest of that town. Uh, and he saw a lot of uh, poverty. And that's what led him to uh, try and donate food, try and donate essential items to people, and especially these uh, uh, children homes. Uh, that's what uh, led him to see the poverty, see the conditions of these people and try and help these people out. And uh, that story of this really cool saint kind of spread throughout the region as he kind of became a bit of a folklore. Uh, saint Nicholas, uh, the helper of the poor, uh, he also has the story of helping three children who are in the streets, uh, kind of taking, them, taking care of them. So that folklore from the Middle East, it kind of spread all over the world. Uh, from Middle East, it went to the Dutch. The Dutch took it over to the Americas. Uh, they brought in, in Dutch, St. Nicholas sounds a bit like uh, uh, Santi Nicholas or something like that. So that's how Santa Claus came about. Uh, it kind of derived, the names kind of changed here and there. The story changes. So this folklore became of the generous, nice person giving gifts to uh, children, became this uh, marketized, uh, publicized version of Santa Claus. Uh, the whole red idea came about in a 19-something 19, 19 Coca-Cola ad. It's literally a Coca-Cola advertisement that turned Santa Claus into red because their brand color is red. Uh, before that, he was projected as colorful person, very different, very ethnically diverse, I guess. Now he's just this white old man with a white beard, with a red jacket, which is a little sad that a very global story became very... Uh, Commercialized. Yeah, it just became very sad, <laughs> this uh, truth of a generous uh, man helping out the poor became, yeah, just capitalism took over there. So, more interesting things, because even Christmas, even the Christmas tree has a really weird story behind it too. Uh, the Evergreens, Pagans, Pagan festivals. I like Christmas. Wrong stories going on about a lot of things, but yeah, we'll definitely have more Christmas stories for you. More cheery, happier. Yeah. Like too happy. That wasn't too happy, but yeah, still. Probably 180 <laughs> from porn addiction. <laughs> Christmas. It's Christmas, oh, but that's wow, man! I'm really impressed with ourselves. Yeah. Like changing subjects, expanding our subject. <laughs> okay, okay. One more, one more thing. Last one for this episode. Uh, you know the game Among Us. Yes. Uh, everybody loves it. It became yeah. I think after they introduced the multiplayer online gaming into their uh, into the portfolio of the game, it just took off. Everybody loves it. Everyone's into it. During election times in the America, uh, USA, uh, AOC. Oh, man. Everyone loves AOC. Man. I she's absolutely so love her. Cool. She's so cool. Such a celebrity crush. Oh. oh, my God. I had to check if she had a boyfriend. She does. She's not married. She does have a boyfriend. Uh, if I ever end up in New York. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but AOC, as part of her campaign, uh, literally played Among Us with people to get the word out on uh, vote Biden. Exactly. Go and vote. <laughs> Not necessarily vote Biden, but then just go and vote. So the idea of going and voting and exercising your rights. 
This is like kind of old news, but we are gushing. Yeah, I know. This is this is because I'm relating back to uh, ideal politicians because we had a political theme going on. Because uh, AOC is just brilliant, and then you have Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand. She's just super cool. Prime Minister just literally owning it. She literally brought a baby to the parliament. Like, how cool can you get? Like, uh, and the Obamas. This was such great examples of how you know good politicians can be, and it just really looks good. And like, the country looks good having really good leadership. Uh, so, uh, one of the links in our uh, bio is in this episode at least the Sri Lankan politicians. Uh, so some of the politicians that were elected into power in this parliamentary elections literally threw chairs in the parliament. You saw about the, how the Aussie, uh, the Aussie man uh, did the commentary on the parliamentary fight. Uh, Sri Lankan fight? He did? Yeah. Ah! The, yes, you should totally watch it. And it was this. <laughs> the, it's so amazing how people have forgotten all of this. Like some of the politicians, uh, John Sesh Fernando, uh, <laughs> threw chairs, threw the books of the speakers, threw chili powder at policemen, uh, and they wrecked havoc during parliament proceedings. Um, this was quite yeah, last was, year, right? Yeah, a couple of years back. Uh-huh. Still recent enough to people not to forget all of this. Uh, some of them have stolen the, I don't know, Sengol, the yeah, just hilarious how people have just forgotten all this history of people and still keep voting for them and expecting new things to happen. So, cheerier note, finishing this episode of uh, EOS is still not married. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, play Among Us. It's a pretty cool game. And let us know what you thought about this episode because it was a, a roller coaster. Yeah, it was a big one. Uh, yeah, until next yeah, episode. Uh, until next episode. Thanks for watching. Oh, yeah, listening, listening, guys. Yeah.